This is Lesson Jack Unwriting Uncensored Episode 2 Part 3 Antagonists and Protagonists Let me finish this up about protagonists and antagonists. The Hal versus Thelma thing. There's no good versus evil there at all. They're both good. Right. Okay. But there's great conflict there because their goals conflict with each other. One wants to escape, the other one wants to get caught. Um, they're each... And look at Hal's strengths. He's so much stronger than her. He's got... He's a lawman with tons of experience catching criminals. He's got all the tech and advantages possible. He's got a virtual army of people to help him find and catch him. He's got state-of-the-art computers, communications, transportation, radar, phone tracking capability at his disposal. He's got the state police along with the FBI at his disposal. He's got a freaking helicopter. Right. There are two girls in a car right. with no money. Right. Or little money. See how you got to make your antagonist so freaking powerful. Right. That looks hopeless for the anti for the protagonist. Right. And then you got a story. Right. He's got all this arrayed against a housewife and a waitress and a car and little money and her destination known. I mean, I could make Cubo even more like looked up to in the crowd as opposed to being just like a gopher for people. Sure. Maybe he is a badass, but he. He's got to have a weak thing somewhere in there. What do you mean? He's got to. He, he's got. He's got to have something that gives um, Corky a way to defeat him. That he won't know until the end, maybe. Hmm. But anyway, your your antagonist is the strength of your story always. Did you you read Harris's book? Then you just see the movie, The Silence of the Lambs. Actually, it's Red Dragon. They just renamed it Silence of the Lands, and then he wrote another book called it that. Really? With Hector Lannibal, Hannibal, yeah. The Red Dragon was the one uh, Silence of the Lands was taken from for the movie. But anyway, do you even remember? Well, I don't even remember. I remember her name. Jodie Foster, was that who it was? Yeah. The detective. Do you remember much about her in the movie at all? Uh... Not really. Can you name anything memorable she did? She was jogging in the opening scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that, I'm serious. But you remember Hannibal, don't you? And I bet you can name a whole bunch of shit he did. It's been a long Fava time. Fava beans and all that. Fava beans. Eating the brains. Other guy while he's talking to him. Uh-huh. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was unbelievably disturbing. That's another thing that reminds me. You need at least six to eight water cooler scenes in this book. You should have one in already and you don't. And you know what water cooler scenes are. That everybody talks about around the water cooler? Yeah, that's what sells the movie. Indiana Jones, day after it came out, people gathered around a water cooler and they said, dude, you gotta see this movie. I saw it. There's this huge ball rolling toward him. But the best part is when this guy in the turban comes with a sword, he's doing all this shit and everything. Indiana finally just shakes his head, pulls his gun out and shoots him. That's a water cooler scene. It's something people talk about. That's what'll sell your books. If you get try to get six to eight of those in your in your novel. But it's right. not an action book. Yes, it is. 
course it is. It's not a, Every yet, book's an action book. Action adventure. Every book's... Well, you don't have to do it like that. There's all kinds of water cooler scenes. The Suicide's Wife, she fronts the cop at the driver's bureau. That's a water cooler scene because she... After a bunch of shit from this guy, she finally gets to tell him all. It's a water cooler scene. It's powerful. Wait, what happens? The Suicide's Wife. What I happens? recommend that all the time What's to the water cooler? What's the, the, the example of a water cooler scene in that book? Well, I don't remember because it's been 20 years since I well, read it. Well, give me it. an example from a book where it's not an action book. Okay, let me think. Let me look at some of my books. Oh, Peter Doyle. That's a good one. He's got his his protagonist is a guy from England that's trying to find Napoleon's penis in the United States. Uh -huh. He's got a monkey on his shoulder. When he runs out of money, he set, take, takes the monkey down in the docks and he jumps on sailors' necks, cuts their throats, and takes their purses. Uh -huh. Whenever that happens, that's a water cooler scene. It's just funnier shit and powerful. Um, he he has a scene where uh, Emily Dickinson dresses up like a boy, sneaks out of her house, which she purportedly never left, uh -huh. and goes down the garage, and then she gets a ride to New York, to Brooklyn, where she meets up with Walt Whitman, who's gay in real life, uh -huh. and they have an affair. Uh -huh. That's a water cooler scene. There's you, A water cooler scene is just something really memorable that's original and that you remember and that you think... It, that you think is worthwhile talking about that you say, if you see this one scene, you'll see why I love this movie or read this book. But you need six to eight of them to be a bestseller. So you just figured on that. You could have had one already. I mean, the whole thing with the body and dragging the, the body. The whole thing with him getting insulted. I would build that up even bigger. Really make it sing. Where him getting insulted? Yeah, you got his parents denying what happened. Why don't you have his dad fronting? What are they talking about? Are they talking about the time you went to bed or something? Fronting, make it bad on him with his parents, with everybody. Make it memorable. You're backing away from conflicts, and that's because you're a human being. And in real life, that's what we all do. We try to avoid conflicts. In fiction, you have to. Figure you have to make them up, seek them out, hmm. always. That first scene should be really powerful, where he gets really embarrassed. Show him getting fucking embarrassed. Embarrassed enough, anybody's going to sympathize with him. Make the girls giggling. Out, uh, titters ran all over the gymnasium or the auditorium. That's in there. Okay, but just big dealize it. Really show him sinking down, red faced, total in shame. A That's big deal. The laughing and the shushing, yeah. the parents shushing them. and Yeah, that's but it's kind of minor the way you got it. It's just his own parents aren't, they're not even sure what happened. Make them sure. I, I'm just throwing that out as an example. But when you got a, an opportunity for an emotional thing, big deal is that deal. That puppy. Big deal is. Yeah. That's my own terminology. If you can get more than six or eight, then you got a definite bestseller. Yeah, I can make that. Have you been up. reading Rebecca's book? 
Yeah. She's got water cooler scenes on every page, practically. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's going to sell, and it's going to be a bestseller. I know it will be if she gets the right publisher and doesn't cave my, into it. My the, notes her last night I did them uh, was... Yeah, I saw what you wrote. <laughs> yeah. it's But there's every page, there's a, there's a water cooler scene. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Yes, it is. But that's like an action script. Every script is an action script. I mean, this is about... What's the slowest... What's what's a movie you've seen that wasn't an action script? Don't say Remains of the Day, because I never watched that turkey. No, you're With right. Patience. Action in a different way. Yeah. But action is, action is anything the character is doing. Right. That's action. Right, right. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they, I mean, he's constantly... Getting into things. Who? Quirky. Yeah. Big, no big deal. I saw them where they all, you know, fade into one another. But uh -huh. pick your pick your places and give us one every few pages. And make it always bad on him. Make it start out good and then turn to shit. Big time. Don't hold back. Don't spare his feelings. We want to see this guy suffer in big time. See, I don't really see him suffering. He gets out of, to me, my impression of the auditorium, his own folks just kind of sloughed it off and act like they didn't know what it was about. Why? Are they dumb? Can't they see what's happening? Show that. Make him embarrassed in front of everybody, his family, his father who he adores, everybody. His dad, you know, the worst thing he could do is come up and show sympathy for him. Have his dad show sympathy for him. Wouldn't that be crushing? Crush his little ass. Well, there's, there's already a hint of that there. Why have hints? Do it. Big deal, is it, man? Because his mom says to him, do you want to talk about something? You made his mom say whatever she said. That You're acting like these people are real. They're not real. They're, they're your figures. You can make them say and do anything you want them to. It's not because you're 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 blaming the, the your characters you created. You're the god of the story, right? But they have to be real. If his dad was so shocked and ashamed, and he says, "Oh, son, I'm so sorry," that wouldn't be real. But he doesn't. He sloughs it off. You let him slough it off because you gave him his dialogue. You gave him his actions, reactions. His dad doesn't really say anything. No. Why? It's his mom who says something. Well, make his dad say something. You're the god of the story, man. You can make these people do and say anything Wait, you want Wait, and what's to. the purpose of making him... The purpose is to just to clarify. It's to make him even more embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Really ramp it up. Right. I mean, make this a big fucking deal. Right. I mean, to be honest, the, the little scene where they gave him a nickname and half the people didn't get it, his own folks didn't seem to get it, one of his brothers did seem like, but the yeah. rest of them didn't. Um, I'm I'm not even convinced that's a problem. I want to see a fucking problem, a serious problem, for him. I want to see him really fucking embarrassed. Then you then you've hooked a reader, man. I promise you, you've hooked a reader. Well, he's, he is embarrassed. It's just that you're saying amp it up. Yeah. Why not? I'm not disagreeing. Okay, what good does it do to ramp it down? 
didn't do any good. I'm not amping it down. To tamp you're it just down saying down. add more spice, add more emotion to it. Right. That's what we deal in. There's two reactions readers can get emotionally and intellectually. The only one that counts is emotionally, not intellectually ever. And don't it's, pause because there's it's like a don't big pause slack there. off on him. Right. Crush his ass. Crush it at every chance you get. Right. I mean, there's still got to be a story. It can't just be like he gets crushed and it's at the end. Well, no. He's if he gets crushed and he's got to fight back against some overwhelming odds. Right. You got that's a story. Right. He's got to fight it at every turn. That's a story. Don't take it easy on him. He's not you. He's a character you invented. You can beat him up as much as you want. It's not real. But you gotta make it seem real. <laughs> Think what would embarrass you at that age. What, a few titters and a few looks? Embarrassing? Yeah, probably a little. But it doesn't seem like any more in ways probably all you're going through. This needs to be ramped up to really open his eyes. Well, that's why I added the girl and I added more stuff. Yeah, but the there's there's no real big reactions anywhere, is there? There is. They're laughing at him in the auditorium. A few people are. A lot of people aren't. And why not have somebody stand up and say, oh, my God, it's about his bedwetting thing. Just <laughs> let everybody know. Why not? That's ridiculous. Why is that ridiculous? Like it just dawned on her what they're talking about. Oh, that's his bedwetting thing. Then everybody's going to get it that's within earshot of her. Oh. Maybe somebody can say that. Yeah, crush his ass. Make, give him some serious obstacles. Give him a serious problem, not a kind of a problem. He's going to outgrow in a few years. It should be serious enough that he's considered suicide. I'm sorry to throw all this shit at you. But you got, it's a book, man. You got to make shit up and you got to make big shit up. Read my first story that I sent in about, they're going to, this black guy's going to, he, he's a veterinarian and uh -huh. teaches biology in high school. He's an old black guy. His name's Rattler because he loves rattlesnakes. And he's got 300 baby rattlesnakes. They're going to cut the buttons off and give them the rattle and turn them loose on these deputies three in a bag uh -huh. and I don't know if you know about rattlesnakes but a baby rattle is way more uh, potent than an adult the reason is they have the same full poison as an adult but they haven't learned to, to limit their things so when they, they bite somebody they release all their poison uh -huh. so they're seriously danger, more, way more dangerous than an adult and you put three in take your buttons off these guys are going to be stomping around they're slaves they got these black kids that are runaways that they've got chained up and they're selling for perverts right. to screw. Right. And so he, they can't go in with guns blazing, so Rattler's come up with the best way to beat these guys and kill them. Turn these rattlesnakes, and he's warning the kids, just stay still, you'll be all right. These guys are going to be stomping around, shooting their guns and all this shit. They're going to get bit and die. Okay? Okay. But that's different than having, you know, get armed and go on the shotguns. That's been done. To, this is different. Right. But a big deal, I'm going to give them painful ways to die. Right. 
And then the the head sheriff, the guy's not going to kill him. Placeholder's not going to want to kill him. He wants. He, he he's been thinking about the Bible where it says, "Vengeance is mine," saith the Lord. Uh-huh. And he says that's bullshit. Vengeance should be ours. It's the biggest sin of all, and God reserves it for Himself. I want some vengeance. If I kill this guy who's been fucking me, he's out of it. I want him to suffer forever. So he comes with a thing. He's going to paralyze the guy. Okay. What? That's big dealizing shit. Wait a second. Just go to the intro. Is about a black guy who's a professor. No, he's not a professor. He's, he's a biology he's a, teacher. By in a high school, the black high school. How is he involved? He well, how he's involved is not. Re- I haven't even revealed it yet. Oh, he's I thought that this was about. There were two ki- yeah. buddies that were right. The protagonist was a kid. The protagonist is kind of like. Um, Gatsby, The Great Gatsby. Nick, I hated that book until a teacher explained to me what was happening. Now I like it because of it, because I didn't realize this. Great Gatsby, there's supposed to be a character change in the protagonist. There is none in Gatsby. He's the same character at the end as he was at the beginning. But two people do change. Nick, the narrator, changes as a result of reporting all this, and the reader supposedly changes. But read that, and I've got shit happening every page, something different. He's already killed a trooper by a trooper pulled him over. The the black guy got the drop on him. It's him and Inez, his old nanny, and Butch, uh, who's me. I'm the narrator. But anyway, uh, so he knows this state trooper's in on the, the, the renting the kids up for sex, and so he's got to kill him. But read that and look look how much action's there in the first forty pages. There's a bunch. And there's gonna be a lot more and it's gonna come fast and furious. But it's gonna be different shit. He, okay, just he like kills the guy that, that killed his it, it makes my mind spin to think how am I gonna like for three hundred pages have something different for Corky You're a writer for all you make it up. pages. You dream, you create shit in your mind. You make shit up. It's what we do. That's what being a writer is. You know that. He's like the very first action he takes. This sailor picks up Lurleen, his retarded friend, takes her back to her trailer in the back, and he—they're both drunk and shit. He ends up beating her to death, and he sees this happen. So he goes home and picks up a gig. You know what a gig is? It's a spear. His is homemade. Okay. It's a long piece of steel. There's no barb on the end. It's just a, and about that long of a uh, a spear on the end. That we used to use for gigging frogs and alligators and shit and flounder and shit like that. You can't catch flounder on a hook because their mouth's too small. So you wait till night. They swim up near shore, and they swim on their side. That's why their eyes go around. They're a flatfish. I've caught flounders on a hook. And it's hard because their mouth. Look how small their mouth it's is. It's the one kind of fish I've ever caught. Is it? Well, I mean, that's I've my favorite food. Mackerels. That's well. my favorite food to eat. I think it's flounder. Most, yeah, but they, I won't get it in a restaurant because they fillet them and you take all the flavor out when you take the bones out. Oh. And people don't know that about fish. Anyway, he takes a gig and... Yeah, and he stabs him twice uh-huh. with a gig. Now, he could have got a gun, but I gave him a gig, man. That's different. Right. you got to think like that. Right. And suit it to the situation. He does it because in this, the sailors from Norway... My, my grandma had a bar in a restaurant... In Freeport, I used to, 
I used to tend bar. I used to be a dishwasher and all that shit. But we get sailors from Norway and Russia and all over because they ship oil and chemicals out of Freeport. Big time. It's a big port. And uh, the sailors come in and this Lurleen, that's the actual name of a retarded girl. And that kind of happened too, except I didn't kill the guy with a gig. I wanted to, but I didn't. So I let myself in the book. But anyway, uh, she's retarded. And she's just she loves whoever just bought her last beer. She's purely innocent. She didn't even know what she's doing. And so he goes in and the guy says, you can't touch me. I'm a foreign national. I'll get off. And he will because this happened before. They come into town, kill somebody, put them in the hospital. They get off scot-free. They put them in a boat and off they go. So he knows that. So that's why he kills him. That's that's the very first action. Well, it actually starts out with backstory because they're, they're beating this guy up on the beach. That actually happened. Uh, sheriff we used to come to our, our, our restaurant all the time and get free food and shit and drink beer and everything. And big fat guy, and I still I still remember I was like I think seventh grade, and it was in the summertime, and I was sitting at a table with Inez, this big fat, black one was my nanny mm-hmm. when I was growing up. My mom never spanked me; she always told Inez to spank me when it fucked up. Anyway, and my grandma and and uh, maybe my sister, but anyway, we're sitting at the bar, and a sheriff got a phone call at our payphone that they didn't have. have communication like they do today so wherever he was he left that number and they'd call him there if they need anything so they call him up and I still remember him on the phone saying they are wow well I better hurry down there then and shit like that so he hangs up and he comes back waddles back big fat guy and he asked Inez for another piece of sweet potato pie and he ate in little tiny bites and the guy was a hog usually two bites and he's done and a glass of buttermilk and or whatever so he drinks that real slow and he says, well, i got to get down to Brian Beach. He says, they're beating some black guy up, and I better hurry to save his ass. So he walks out real slow at the door, gets into the car, and drives away about 10 miles an hour. Well, everybody knew what was going on then. And that night, we had the first TV in town. In fact, the newspaper did a story, front-page story, picture of our TV, because we had the first one at Freeport. Not at home, we didn't have one. We had one at the shop. And he, we watched him on TV that night, and you were interviewing, and he says, we don't talk. They killed the black guy the time he got there, and they were all gone. He says, "We don't tolerate murder in Brazosport County." He says, "I don't care what color they are. We'll get this guy." Well, we knew he didn't even try. He okay. gave him enough time to do the deed. So that's how it starts out. That's backstory. But I start that out with I start with the prologue, which I tell people not to do, but I can do it, <laughs> and I did. I can break rules. Uh-huh. But anyway, that's how it starts out. But there's violence all through this thing, and. There, it ties into a real life thing. The sheriff's picking up. But I don't like Corky to be just violent. No, you don't. I'm just giving an example. Okay. I, how I could come up and create shit right. out of whole cloth. Okay. Anyway, uh, this I tied this into a real life thing in New Orleans. They did a big expose a few years ago. Was, Can't you see break dancing on cardboard? Yeah, he told me about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're slaves. Right. This guy picked up runaways. He's a black guy, but he picked up black runaway kids took him and chained him to the slave quarters he had across the lake right. and then beat him and shit did all kinds so you of use an idea from that well it, I'm making it be partners with the guy in Texas and when he gets tired of him he's going to sell him to the guy there and the guy's going to 
make him break oh, dancers. Okay. Right. And vice versa, that guy will get younger ones, he'll sell them to the sheriff. Right. The ones that can't dance go to the sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> or for whatever reason. <laughs> and he doesn't take girls. He, he sells the girls right away. Okay. Because he, he's a pervert and he's hired men that are perverts. About five of his deputies are also in on this shit. So, yeah, that's the first 30, 40 pages. That's not even all of it. There's a lot. But right. read it. And you'll see what I mean about get action everywhere. Right. You got a great opportunity with this kid, with where he's living and everything. Well, I'm glad I cleared up the the uh, kind of internal thing. Yeah. That he can be aware of, like, the surface. He has to be aware. Remember the definition? I can tell him the least. It has to be created and or relieved. And or means it has to be revealed to him no matter what, if it's created in or not. So or like equivalent in Thelma Louise, she, she is thinking about Daryl and escaping Daryl and having fun. Corky is thinking he was super embarrassed and it was like public and it was like the worst ever. Yeah. And he doesn't ever want to go through that again. Right. With And then like it's... But the surface thing is freedom for yeah for both of them for both of them <laughs> yeah it's the same thing because in the end i think i said that a long time ago you got the same story as Thelma. in the end the freedom comes when just going with the idea of him this not like trying to beat up Q-Ball, but he defends him in some situation, because he sees the weakness. That would be cool, because that shows serious growth in him. Right. He sees the weakness in Kubel. Instead of, like, being, I'm going to be Macho Man and be King yeah. of the Hill, he's, he's going to... Rescue him. Yeah, defend him or rescue yeah. him. Or yeah, see, that's a powerful ending. If you spent 300 pages having him get beat up, all kinds of And shit. then he comes to the realization of what is important. He beca- He grew. Right. That's a character arc. Right. You got to show a little gross all along. And then all that shit doesn't matter. No. You got a powerful emotional ending. That's the only kind to have. And that's actually my life. Well, do it. But don't back down. Don't just stick to your life. Make it bigger than that. No, but that's like in a broad sense. Yeah. You know. And everybody's, or anybody who becomes wise, yeah. And just as you grow older, you yeah. realize the deep, deeper. That's why audiences go to that kind of a story, because they can relate to it. Anybody can relate to that. Right. We've all been there in one way or another. On the waterfront's a great example too. Yeah. I'm gonna go watch. Yeah. That. But see, you see where structure-wise, you see where he had a surface problem, and on the waterfront. That was yeah. tied to the real problem, but he has to go and through all that, all that struggle to realize that. Right. I mean, it's funny because in in the middle of the story, he meets the the pretty girl who's the younger sister of the guy that he kills in the beginning for the boss, right? And he's like in love with her, and he's but he has a secret. He he's he's she likes him, but he's a thug. And that's how she looks at him. And that's part of the thing that brings him to the point where he says, screw everybody. Screw my brother. Screw the boss. But see, he has to go through that struggle to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. He can't just realize that the story's over. That's why I say, you've got Corky, yeah. you know, fighting the guy, getting ready to fight. He's already defeated his problem. 
Right. He can't be ready to do that. Right. He just can't. He has to go through a struggle, a big, long struggle. Need a bigger notebook. <laughs> no, I'm, I like to put all this on uh, together. You got a lot of notes. That's not just from the bays. That's the end of Lesson Jack on writing, uncensored. Episode 2, Part 3, the final part of Antagonists and Protagonists.